Welcome to the Jesus and Mental Wealth Podcast. I'm so glad you could join me today. I'm your host, Melody. And before we jump into the word for today, I would like to start off with a word of prayer. If you could join me, I would appreciate it. If not, you can listen to me say it. Amen. Hallelujah. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo, santificado sea su nombre. Venga su reino, haga ser su voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nuestro pan de cada día. Perdona nuestras ofensas, como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en la tentación y líbranos del mal. Amén. Alrighty, we're back and we're reading Genesis 4. Okay. Now Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and, he, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. Now Cain talked with Abel, his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is your brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive and a vagabond, you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground I shall be hidden from your face I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth and it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me and the Lord said to him therefore whoever kills Cain vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold and the Lord set a mark on Cain lest anyone finding him shall kill him then Cain what did Cain do he went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. And Cain knew his wife and she conceived and and bore Enoch. And he built a city and called the name of the city after the name of his son Enoch. 
to Enoch was born Irad, and Irad begot Mahujael, and Mahujael begot Methushael, and Methushael begot Lamech. Lamech took for himself two wives. The name of one was Ada, and the name of the second was Zila. And Ada bore Jabal. He was the father of those who dwell in tents and have livestock. His brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all those who play the harp and flute. And as for Zila, she also bore Tubal-Cain, an instructor of every craftsman in bronze and iron, and the sister of Tubal-Cain was Nama. Then Lamech said to his wives, Ada and Zila, Zila, hear my voice. Wives of Lamech, listen to my speech, for I have killed the man for wounding me, even a young man for hurting me. If Cain shall be avenged sevenfold, then Lamech seventy-sevenfold. And Adam knew his wife again, and she bore a son and named him Seth. For God has appointed another seed for me instead of Abel, whom Cain killed. And as for Seth, to him also a son was born, and he named him Enosh. Then men began to call on the name of the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you for your word, O Father God. Thank you so much for this time in your presence, O Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Pray that you would illuminate the words that I see before me and that you help me see what you would want want me to see, that you would help me understand whatever it is that you're trying to tell me through this passage, Lord. Thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Means like, okay, God, you are obviously picking favorites. Abel was your favorite, and how could you accept his gift when he barely even worked as hard as I did? I can almost hear that little bit of tone behind his uh, words uh, when he has a converse- when God has a conversation with him, with Cain. Um, so yeah, so they brought the, f- the so they were coming of age, and at least from my understanding of reading this. And um, they both brought their, you know, their offering to the Lord. Uh, But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. That's verse 5. Verse 4 says, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. Um, But he did not respect Cain and his offering, and Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So it stands to reason that Cain became angry and his countenance fell because the Lord did not respect him or his offering. And it's like, well, why didn't you respect him? Or like, what does it mean in this context to say that he didn't respect him, right? He just didn't accept what what Cain brought to him, right? Um, and he accepted what Abel brought. Um, so the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. Now this statement here in verses 6 and 7 of Genesis 4 is a bit odd to me. Okay, I find it a bit odd because... This is now the second time that God has asked a question to the son of Adam now. Um, and 
it's a question that God would know the answer to yet again. He just asked a question in Genesis 3 when he was looking for Adam when he had fallen. Now he's asking Cain why he's angry and his countenance has fallen. And the only other time that a countenance is brought up or mentioned in the word so far is the Lord walking in the garden. His personal presence or countenance was there present with Adam and Eve and now Cain also has a countenance but his is falling if you do well will you not be accepted is he implying now that Cain's offering was not done well um, is he implying that you know if you do good you're gonna be accepted it seems like that's the implication, but at the same time, it also seems that like he's just presenting the options that he has. If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desire is for you, but you shall rule over it. And if you do not do well, so if you don't do well in presenting this offering or bringing me the best of the best that you have, um, if you don't do well, sin lies at the door. Your anger can feed your desire and your willingness and your drive to sin. Sin lies at the door. You always have the ability, the power over sin to let it in or kick it out. Its desire is for you. Sin wants to attach itself to you like a leech, but you should rule over it not you will rule over it not I command you to rule over it you should it is suggested for your benefit that you avoid sin now Cain talked with Abel his brother and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and killed him that's verse 8 it almost seems like Cain talked with Abel, his brother, almost like he convinced him after some time had passed that they should go to the field so that Cain could rise up and kill his brother, Abel. Then the Lord asked another question, where is your brother? And this is, again, similar to the Lord walking in the garden and asking the air, shall we say, the, the earth, the world that he created, Adam, where are you? Right? It's a similar sort of situation. God already knows the answer. And you know that he knows the answer because he answers it later. And then Abel... Cain and Abel seem to be the firstborn sons of creation, right? So if the creator is coming to you asking where your brother is and you respond, I don't know, am I my brother's keeper? You already had some contempt in your heart before you killed him. You already had some contempt in your heart when you were rejected and then your offering was also rejected. You already had some contempt in your heart when you were preparing that offering and God saw that from jump 
and he was not willing to accept the fruit of your vain labor. Whereas Abel came to him with a more open heart. You came to him out of your pride and righteous deeds and said, listen here, I'm the oldest and I work the hardest. This is what I got for you. There you go. You enjoy that. Thank you so much for my credit. You have yourselves a good day. And then you were going to go about your merry way. But God said, nah, 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 brother man. Let me, let me let you in on how I do this. Okay. And basically was like, and respected Abel, the brother. So Cain was like, all right, cool. Bet. Yo, Abel, come here. Let me holler at you real quick. Yo. This, that, the third. Ah, ah, boom, boom, boom. Got to the field. Ding, ding, ding. Sliced them up. Boom. How I know that he sliced them up? I don't know that he sliced them up, but the Lord said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. And then the Lord delivers a curse to this one whom sinned. And I read it already, so I won't read it again, but Cain repeated that curse. And agreed that it will happen and he felt the weight of his sin on him he just killed his brother his little brother um and even in his sin in his wretchedness god was like i still got you Whoever tries to kill you will suffer an even worse fate. And then he put a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Now, I'm going to stop there because I will expand on the family aspect of this chapter uh, in a blog post because I feel that there is more explaining that I can do in writing. Uh, when it comes to the first five chapters of Genesis. And uh, in order to really express my thoughts thoroughly, I want to write. But I will stop it, stop um, talking about uh, Genesis 4 here, right at uh, setting a mark on Cain. Now, I know this thought is influenced by Lucifer on the, the TV show Lucifer and I know that it's not biblical uh, but like if he's a fugitive and a vagabond on earth came right and if you haven't seen the show I'm sorry to tell you this might be a spoiler alert but Cain becomes a part of the cast and he has a mark on him where he cannot die um, and anyone who tries to kill him will suffer an even worse fate so it's like is Cain still walking around millennias later from Genesis 4 right now? Has anyone tried to kill Cain now? Did Cain just get up and go like uh, Enoch did? Did God just carry Cain into the sunset towards heaven or hell, whichever place it is that he decided that he needed to be? Did God allow him the rest of our natural human lives um, 
did he allow him to just kind of live until we all expire? What happened? Where is he? Because after this and after they go into the family, he's not talked about anymore. Maybe he is, though. Maybe there are other sects of religious people, maybe other Christian groups, maybe other non-Christian groups, maybe non-religious sects of people. S-E-C-T-S, sects, not sex. <laughs> um, almost looks like somebody's over there. Anyway, yeah, that was my thoughts. I wanted to stop there because I kept thinking of the show Lucifer and the fact that they brought Cain in and that's something that I wondered like is Cain just walking around with a mark from the Lord that says you can't kill me and if so what kind of life has he had thank you so much for your time I hope to see you again in the next episode you have yourselves a great day bye